Okay, hello friends. Welcome to uh, the Isolation Podcast, Kings of Anglia style. My name's Mark Heath. With me, Stuart Watson and Andy Warren via video. Hutchie's got his hood up. Stu had just been indicating the first signs of mental fatigue in isolation by um, covering himself. Anyway, boys, we have already recorded a podcast uh, earlier today, which you'll be able to hear at the end of this. We'll jump back on because there's been some breaking news in the coronavirus pandemic slash crisis slash shutdown. Uh, basically, the season has been suspended for even longer. We are now suspended until at least April the 30th. So no football until then. The season was due to end on May the 3rd. I think I'm right in saying. Uh, playoffs notwithstanding. So, I mean, we expected it. Uh, and now it's happened. What, what are we thinking? Mm. Um, Kel Supree, as Mick McCarthy always used to say, mm. uh, in a slightly bellboy manner. Um, uh, we knew it was happening, didn't we? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's good. The call's been made early. If I'm honest, it was going to come. Um, whether they suddenly start playing again on May the third is the now the conversation. Whereas we were talking about it being unlikely for April the fourth, still feels unlikely for May for May the third to me. But um, that is at least six, what six, seven weeks away. Yeah. Um, time, time for maybe some significant change. Who knows? None of us know. But um, yeah, the inevitable has happened. <sighs> yeah. So, so where does it that leave us, boys? Um, anyone any holiday they want to take where they can just sit in the in the the, the kitchen? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably take the holiday to my shed at the end of the garden. Yeah, have you got a little man cave sort of vibe? Not yet. It's full of full of rubbish and some rats and spiders. But um, yeah, that would be my holiday destination now. Um, the other interesting thing from the FA statement that came out today, sorry, going back to the football again, was that um, the FA rules actually state that domestic football cannot be extended beyond June the 1st. That's... Oh. As as the norm, but that rule has been that rule has been basically scrapped, which means the 2019-20 season has been extended indefinitely. And the statement makes pretty clear that the preferred option, as as we've talked about, is Ipswich's preferred option, and many people's preferred option is just to get the season completed when it's safe to do so. Mm. So there's provision there for that now with a, a relaxation of a of an FA rule. Whew, blimey. But April the 30th, even then, looks optimistic to me, doesn't it? I mean... I think? would imagine so. I think the only way they'll they'll be getting football played is behind closed doors after that. If things have... If we've hit the peak of the pandemic and things are starting to calm down a little bit and they might feel that they can do stuff behind closed doors just in order to squeeze it all in ahead of June the 30th, which is which very clearly they're, they're clean keen to get it done by them because of all the contracts and transfer window stuff, then that's the way, the only way I can see them getting this done. You? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's the, that's the logical, the logical thing, isn't it? But nobody knows. And that, and that, that that's the, the thing with everything in so many aspects of, of life at the moment. No, nobody knows. Mm. I, I don't suppose Tan have said anything, have they? I think they've just no. tweeted the EFL statement, haven't they? So, yeah. So players, they, players, really. players were already off until next Wednesday, weren't they? I'd imagine that will now be extended. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I see a few of the players using toilet rolls to kind of keep in with their keeping the skills. See that with yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll Gaffer. have to have a go. Have a go at that. That's a great shout, oh, Stewie. I bet you could do that, can't you? The um, stay-at-home challenge with the toilet roll. Do you want me to give it a go? Or I can yeah. I can do three. Well, let's all let's all have a go let's at some go point and share it. And let's see what you've got as well, KI Army. Please do share. And Stewie, I think we should also do the pen spin during this fallow period. Mm-hmm. We need. We need to. We need you to to set a mark for a minute, and then see if anyone can beat that. Yep, I think we looked it up. Guinness Book of World Records, I think, was seventy something in a minute. So five in a minute, and you just did one casually and got within about twenty of it. So now is the time, my friend. Yep, um, Shakespeare managed to write King Lear during the um, the shutdown for the for the plague. So if I can if I can beat the Guinness Book of World Records pen spin in this uh in these moments of isolation then uh, i think i'll have achieved greatness too it's a similar similar level of thing yeah absolutely all right then boys I'm considering, um, sorry i'm considering giving my facial hair a chance yes over this period just see what well, happens let's see what you I never, i'm not holding up much hope but i never normally i can't normally do an awful lot but um yeah, might leave it for a bit. That's my that's my goal for this. Nice. We all need goals in this these trying and unprecedented times. Okay then, boys, shall we um, take our leave again? And then after this, you'll be able to hear the first part of the podcast, which we recorded this morning, obviously, before the extension was announced. Um, as always, obviously, stay in touch uh, during everything that's going on with us on Twitter and Facebook and all that sort of good stuff. And here you go. Here's this morning's podcast. friends and welcome to the first in what is likely to be a lot of isolation pods. I'm your host Mark Heath, he is of course the Kings of Anglia podcast. It's Thursday morning, I'm sitting in my conservatory, isolated at home and the, uh, the two guys who uh, are most important to the podcast are also with me, that's The Mind, Stuart Watson. Can we drop that? It doesn't feel appropriate. No, you still have mind. If you really are the mind, you need to probably be involved in the government um, response to this rather than recording a football podcast would be my... Yeah. The, be the, my mind, the mind is the guy that's standing up next to Boris each night. The Chris Whitty. Science. Yeah, giving, giving us all the latest on, on that. That's, that's a mind. He's got your haircut, Stu. <laughs> yeah. He's gone for the Watson. <laughs> so look that everyone wants. He's got a slightly small head in proportion to his body. That would be my observation. A little um, pinhead. Yes. A big a little melon man. <laughs> like, a, like a little pea on a fork. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's, uh, that, is, that is the man that's trying to get us out of this mess. So um, apologies if that's disrespectful. <laughs> um, obviously, you've heard, you've heard uh, Andy there as well. Hutchie Hogan is also with us. Um, please forgive us if the audio is... Nowhere near as good as it is normally. Obviously, our studio is out of bounds now. That's shut. We're all at home. Um, so we're recording this over Skype. So please forgive us audio-wise. But boys, Hutchie, how are you? 
Good. I'm looking out of my uh, spare bedroom window, looking down the garden. Yeah. Which is, which is nice. Um, little bird on the fence at the moment. Um, shall we? T- shall we talk a little bit about our, our WFH setup? That, that's working from home. If you don't know, that's going to become a key part of the terminology going forward, like self-isolating and stuff like that. Words that we never thought we'd hear, terms we never thought we'd hear going forward. So uh, I am in my conservatory, which at least means it's getting some use because I don't know if any of you boys have got conservatories that any of the KOA Army have at home, but they are the most pointless of rooms. Freezing cold in the winter, boiling hot in the summer, um, but at least now I can use it as my little home office. So I'm looking I assume, out. sorry, we're going to be doing a lot of talking over each other, aren't we? Yeah, that's fine. I, conservatories are just basically where you hang the washing out, right? Well, in our, in our case, we've turned it into what looks like quite a nice dining area. But it's, as I previously said, because of the temperature issues, it's frequently not really practical. Um, Is that where you normally work from home, when you work from home occasionally during normal times? No, I I normally work from the office. But um, the wife, who is normally conducting her business from home, when I work from home, she's in the office. Um, But now, of course, she's also working full time from home. So... Um, I've been kicked out of her office and into the conservatory. Was that well, always was that always on the cards? Was she always going to claim the? Was it? Always well, it is, be... I mean, technically, it's her office. She works four days a week from home, so um, it's, it's tough for me. Tough for me to lay a claim on that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So uh, yeah, can Liz produce a guide to working from home? Because I feel like we and everyone out there needs a guide to to how to do this. It's difficult, isn't it? Uh, have any of you boys, um, I mean, normally by this time, I, I probably wouldn't have showered working from home. I've got to, com- I've got to confess. Um, yeah, I, I always make a point of showering. That's a, that's, that's a, that is a good point. Yeah, on the old work from home thing, because yeah. if you don't, there are no boundaries. Where does work start? Where does life mm. end? When does exactly. work end? Does exactly. it end? <laughs> so that is the other thing I'm finding actually I'm connected a lot more I was working till about 7 o'clock last night just because I didn't feel like I could pull away from the computer I couldn't walk out of the door have you found have you found issues with that? Um, yeah yeah generally yeah yeah that's not yeah. a new thing for us I think we're always yeah. uh, we're always connected with smartphones and whatnot. bigger bigger concerns for me is just don't don't dress too comfy if you're getting all, if you know, if you put some, like, I'm not saying get your work shirt on and get fully sort of dressed up for work, but don't be too casual either because you'll slip into a casual mindset. I'm, I'm working that out. What are you wearing, Stu, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I've just got some some jeans on, uh, jeans, T-shirt. But, yeah, just don't, don't put some jogging bottoms on or some pyjama bottoms or something like that. That's all I'm oh. saying. Oh dear, I've got jogging bottoms on and a, a casual hoodie. Do what makes you comfortable. Exactly. So let's let's talk the uh, the KOA army through you boys. Your your working from home situation. I'm in my conservatory. Stewie, where are you? I'm in my spare bedroom, which um, I've had to kind of quickly change into an office. Um, yeah, famous Hutchie. Looking down, looking down the garden. My my daughter. Um, three nearly four keeps 
wandering in. We were having our little Skype chat this morning, a little news conference this morning. She sort of burst in, burst in through the door. So um, that uh, being working from home as a, as a parent now, especially now nurseries and schools are shut, is going to have its own own challenges. Mm. She's got great hair, by the way, Stu. <laughs> got a mum's hair <laughs> i think we should all maybe put a little picture up on the koa podcast twitter just to let people know um what we're kind of what we're seeing as it were from our from our home office get the people in maybe um the koa army can reciprocate because i'm sure most of them will be working from home as well hutchie where are you spare room uh, yeah while i was out getting my hair cut yesterday um my wife did a little bit of tidying. She's a legend. Okay. Because uh, it was the box, the kind of junk room where... The miscellaneous room. Yeah, miscellaneous room. She's a legend. And uh, it now has... You can see the carpet. Um, yeah, it's, it's all right. Could do with what's a better the, chair. What's the situation with your, your wife, actually? Because she's a key worker, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she is a, she is a, a key worker. Um, she works in the NHS. So... Yeah. She's going to be probably working more, um, doing some slightly different things, kind of prepared for that. So, yeah, she'll be um, on the front line. She won't be okay. writing about football in the spare room. <laughs> the important stuff. Um, what, uh, what, what challenges does this pose for you then in terms of childcare and stuff, Archie? Because obviously you've got a, a little girl yeah. a little bit younger than, than Stewie's daughter. Yeah, is, that, is this going to make things difficult? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, well. She's at nursery today, possibly, yeah. possibly tomorrow, um, and then from there, who knows? Because because um, because my wife, because Vicky works in the NHS, um, there's a chance that kind of nursery provision might still be something we can um, have access to mm. potentially, um, but also potentially not. So yeah, there's going to be um, there's certainly going to be some challenges there maybe maybe i'll do my work in the dead of night well uh, <laughs> you quite like that I, yeah yeah i'm not against it um yeah i guess that's an option kind of could do uh could do a lot of writing at, at night once um once she's home and once jessica's in bed but uh like everyone we're kind of feeling our way into this aren't we mm. boys have any of you been brave enough to venture to the shops um my wife went this morning claire um yeah She's a florist, um, so uh, I think they're going to get affected. She works in a very small business, um, and they don't know if they're going to be able to get the flowers over from Holland, which is where most of them come from. They've had people ringing up and cancelling summer weddings because of the uncertainty of everything. Um, so she's been reasonably busy this week with Mother's Day coming up. But beyond that, I think um, work will stop for her, and, and obviously... We need someone at home anyway with childcare stopping. So, yeah, that's part of the household income down, much the same as everyone listening. And um, So, yeah, but she, she went out to the shops this morning, um, said it was absolute chaos. We, we tried to go out last night, nothing on the shelves. Went out first thing this morning at, like, 7 o'clock this morning and, you know, people were queuing down the aisles. People were pushing and shoving by all accounts. She said she came in looking like... Uh, completely frazzled by it all, so it's uh, mm. it's chaos out there. Where did she go? Uh, Asda, I in Stone Market. In Stone Market. Market, yeah. We went to Sainsbury's in Brayston Evans this morning. The wife dragged me out mainly in search of toilet roll, um, 
and we got there about eight o'clock and it was it was like the worst Christmas experience you can imagine. There were people in there wearing face masks and wearing gloves. Uh, no toilet roll, 45-minute queues to get to the checkouts. I don't know what's going on, boys. The world's gone mad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I went on um, Tuesday night to Sainsbury's at Warren Heath in Ipswich, and there was just there was very few people there, but even less actual stuff. Unless you want heavily sugared cereals, yeah, um, you're struggling. Lots of what's frozen the, puddings. What's the toilet roll situation, boys? Because that's obviously what everyone's worried about. I think we're down to our last five rolls. Whoa. We're just okay, to see- you're okay. You're not rationing yeah. yet. We're on a single square. No, no we're we're all right because um, we've previously had our toilet roll delivered through the milkman, bizarrely. What? Uh, <laughs> they, do, they do like a recycled one. That we okay, can. yeah. Nice. And, um, recycled toilet paper. You, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's all right though, but it comes through the milkman, so we've got some of them. Um. Yeah, we're we're okay for now. Okay, I think we yeah. better. We'll get pretty pretty soon. We're gonna have to get used to jumping in the shower after we've had a shit, boys. I think. Yeah, and I'm not against that. It's like yeah. uh, it's almost like using the shower head, upturned shower head, like a b day. Exactly. Pretend, pretend I'm on the continent, and it's all very posh. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's 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 where we are then, boys. Good good shit chat. Um, let should we should we talk about football? Such as it is, yeah. Uh, football, yeah. football and isolation. So, first, first thing to note: obviously, there is no football. Our web figures are taking one hell of a beating. Um, so, there was a meeting yesterday. The EFL uh, basically, where they said they they're still committed to finishing the season. Clearly, no detail as to how that's going to happen. Uh, and also, they're they're drawing up a sort of fifty million pound um, fund for clubs that are going to be struggling. There's a lot of them uh, in this period. So, um, boys, how are, you, how are you feeling about things? Clearly, I think uh, the EFL yesterday, they postponed the trophy final, which is on Sunday the 5th. So that kind of hints that the, the current ex- suspension is going to be extended, you would think. Um, so how are, you, how are you both feeling about things, boys? Stu, start with you. Uh, what, in terms of our position or the, the, the wider football position? However, whatever you want to talk about, my friend, uh, the floor is yours. Wider football position, I can see absolutely no way things are going to restart in April. I think that's clear to everybody. Um, I can understand why they're, they're targeting the end of June, because things are going to get very messy if this season rolls over beyond the end of footballers' contracts and the start of the transfer window. I mean, if you're still playing football then into July and beyond... Um, or who knows when we're going to restart? I mean, what what happens to players that are out of contract? Are they are they going to sign sort of short term deals to get them through? Are football clubs going to want to commit to giving new contracts to players when they've got no idea when the next lot of football will be? It will all get quite messy. So I can see why they're everyone's aiming and and targeting to finish by June the thirtieth. But how realistic is that? Um, I think if there's any way they're going to finish this season by then, it's going to have to be behind closed doors. But you might have a situation where players are refusing to play or don't want to play. Like the, the, mm. the feeling out there is everyone is so 
anxious and jittery about this at the moment you you couldn't be asking people to do things that they're they're not comfortable doing so mm. i i don't know like uh, we we discussed in previous pods that i think we're all of the opinion that they need to get this season done somehow however long it takes but mm. i don't know it's it's going to get messy you turn to one solution and then you get a new headache with with contracts and transfer windows and and stuff like that so mm. A few days ago, I would have thought that the notion of calling it all null and void seemed absolutely crazy to me. But the way things are going, I'm wondering if that's becoming increasingly likely. But I don't know. Just uh, just quickly on that note, Stu, you spoke to uh, to T. Butch, didn't you, on this matter, just after Euros had been suspended. And he was very much of the mind that things have got to get finished. And he also told you a little bit about his own brush with coronavirus, didn't he? Yeah, he just got back from... What day, is, what day is it today? It feels a bit like that, doesn't it? Thursday. Uh, uh, I spoke to him on Tuesday and he said he'd only just got back from a, a Caribbean cruise that had left, obviously, from, from the States. So A, he'd done well to get into the States just before that travel ban had, had come in. And B, he's been on a cruise ship, which seems to be very high risk um, places to be at the moment. He was talking about how they had to scrap the buffets and had to change various things on, on board that ship. So that was his nearest kind of brush with all the disruptions. But yeah, going further back, he was he was coaching in China last year, and he was um, he, he they played a game in Wuhan uh, in November, just days before the the outbreak had started. I think it was December. It all started uh, it all started to happen, didn't it? So um, and he he would have been going back out there in the January had it not been for the yeah. fact that the manager of the team that he was working with um, got got sacked so um it's one of those where he's looking back thinking you know perhaps uh getting getting the sack was the was the best thing that had happened really to him so um yeah that that was his story and i'm sure there's a lot of people with stories like that but yeah he's very he's very much of the opinion that um they've got to find a way to to get this season done and um you know he used yeah. aston villa as, a, as an example they're in the relegation zone they've got a game in hand you know, if you started talk, talking about well, we'll just well, we'll just cut it off now, and and the positions stand as they are, there, there'd be far too many clubs that would have something to say about that. And I think everyone's got a bit too obsessed with the Liverpool part of it. And I saw a, mm. a debate on Sky that really wound me up. There was one one guy that was talking really sensibly about it, and the rest of them were kind of giggling and and shooting him down. He was going, you know, have Liverpool won the title? Well, they're going, well, no, but they're they're twenty five points clear and. But what what are you going to do? Just say, well, we'll give Liverpool the title because clearly they've won it. But where, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Then then there's people that are going to get into the European places, or people that still think they've got a shout of going, not going down, and people that thought yeah. they might still get in the playoffs. And we spent loads of money in January to gamble on getting there, and our current form suggests we might not get in there. This goes all the way down through the divisions. And has a knock-on effect for everybody. So I don't think you can start deciding, oh, we'll give Liverpool the title, but we won't do this with others. You either finish it or you call it off. They're the, they're the two options for me now. Yeah, it has to be played to a conclusion or the season voided. You can't just you can't just let award everything as it stands because it's just that yeah, too messy. Hmm. It's tough to know what to do, though, isn't it? Until we get some kind of indication as to when this all might end. I mean, they're talking about the peak being in 
sort of first couple of weeks of June, aren't they? So if you then got to try and finish the season by June thirtieth, that's just not going to happen. It's just unrealistic. Well, yeah, no one knows how this is going to pan out, but increasingly the information that's coming out is is making it. I mean, you said you said Mark earlier depressingly that they're talking about this rumbling on deep into into next year. So mm. I mean, we we might be talking about and. Just to reiterate to everyone, there are far bigger things at play here than football and sport. That just happens to be the thing that we're talking about because that's what we do. But, yeah. you know, we could be talking about a whole season being ruled out here. Who knows? And then goodness knows what, what the ramifications are on that for us yeah. as yeah. humble as humble sports reporters with, with no sports to report on. It's, you know, it... it it might have knock-on effects for, for jobs at our place, who knows, um, mm-hmm. for our line of work. Um, and there will be hundreds of people listening that are in the exact same situation. It's going to affect every walk of life, people who work in retail, people who work in in pubs, bars, restaurants, theatres, self-employed, zero-hours contracts. Everybody listening is going to be feeling this somewhere or another. It's um, It still doesn't seem real to me. No, it's bizarre, isn't it? Hutchie, you had a chat with uh, Leo Neal, didn't you, on Tuesday, just before yep. things uh, things became even more serious, and obviously preschools being closed and everyone being told to work from home. Did you uh, did you touch elbows at the start of that chat? Uh, we did it on the phone in the end. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, it was originally originally planned to be an in person um, thing at the at Portman Road actually, but um, they made the decision Tuesday morning to to do all of that. Sort of Tuesday lunchtime to do all of that. Yeah. So, no touching elbows. But Lee Lee's got obviously, like anyone else, got so much on his plate. He's running a football club, but he's also got a family, kids who who are at school who are uh, who are going to be affected by this. So it's it's effect- It really is affecting everybody in in every walk of life. And he was talking about the difficulty with contracts, wasn't he? He spoke to me about that. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, contracts yeah. run out on June the thirtieth, and no one really yeah. knows what's going on. Yeah, and I think in terms of they obviously know which, you know, they have a clear idea of who they want to to keep at the football club for a, a longer a longer period. But how can you go out giving three three year contracts when you don't know a when they're going to be playing, when they're able to be played again, when three years would actually take you to, whether seasons in the future are going to change the months they're going to be played in. A lot of them have option years in their contracts. Doubtless some of them would have their options taken, but are you really going to take the option in somebody's contract when you're renewing that contract for a year and at this stage you don't know? Um, and some of those, those those option years have like a cut-off point where the club has to take them by, don't they? If you remember the yeah. Jonas Knudsen one. Pay. Yeah, mo- most of them are... are you know, like you say, later in the season, but some of them, for whatever reason, have them a little bit earlier. So they might have to be making some really big calls with not on on the basis of very little information in the in the coming weeks and months. I don't know if the, the authorities will look at putting certain things like that on ice. I don't know, but you know these and people will go, "Oh, my heart bleeds for the footballers. They're the ones that are the best place to deal with all of this." But like you and I and everybody else, you budget your life accordingly to what you mm. earn. So your mortgage and your car and everything else is based around your projected earnings. And, mm. you know, if if that suddenly stops overnight for them, then that's going to leave them in some really bad 
situations some of them potentially so and i know people go well look, they earn a lot of money they'll survive they're not going to struggle to put food on the table and, and whatnot but um you know it, it will affect people and it will affect footballers as, as much as anyone else certainly the ones that are facing uncertainty over contracts running out and stuff like that so yeah it's difficult for everybody and we're we're only as i keep saying we're only talking about football and journalism and the stuff that we we know about but um it's tough yeah so let's let's give the uh, the KA army a little bit of an insight into into what we're going to be doing while there is no football to speak of it's it has given us time on the list for some time we've had interviews that certainly you boys have wanted to chase and and nail down but obviously with with the kind of uh what's the word treadmill of the season going on it's difficult to to put time aside but now you're looking to, to catch up with with certain people Stuart, you're hoping to catch up with a certain mr tamas priskin today um so you, you've both got some some interviews up your sleeve you're hoping to to track down in this fallow period yep yep hopefully there's um there's plenty of plenty of people out there from all different all different eras of ipswich town and different levels of impact that yeah would be good to uh would be good to speak to. Yeah. You let us... Close to my chest on those, though. Okay. Um, surprises. Okay. Look forward to those surprises. So, if there's anyone that you particularly, you being the KA Army, would like us slash the boys to try and track down and speak to, do let us know. Um, Stewie, have you got any? Uh, without naming too many names, obviously, I have just given the game away with Mr. Priskin, but have you? Uh, have yeah. you got a... I'm hoping he said he's up for it. So um, <laughs> yeah, it could be anyone, couldn't it? Great, great players, cult players, players that only played one game, forgotten players, anyone really that, that have got. Sometimes when you catch up with people further down the line, you can you you get stories that weren't able to be told at the time, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, to bring people some interesting little anecdotes and bits and pieces over the the coming days and weeks. Absolutely. Get involved as well on the KOA Twitter page. I'm, I'm hoping we can do sort of daily questions. Today's is the biggest cult hero in the history of Ipswich Town. We suggested a certain Mr. Balint Biner. Um, fans have been getting involved quite a lot. Paul M. Macca, who, who challenged me to a fight earlier this week on Twitter. Um, he's replied with a picture of Pablo Canago. We've got Mauricio Tarico from the Cobold Massive. Larson Torre from hmm. Mike. Uh, Boncho Genchev from FBL Tractor Phil Kerry just says Shifty Kuchi Alex Mills says Danny Haynes uh, Mick Stockwell says friend of the show Nigel G he says Mickey Stockwell always gave 100% Pete ITFC 1985 Jamie Clapham and King Arthur Pickthorn goes for Shefki. so boys so Hutchie who would you say biggest cult hero in the history of town um, Larson Torre for me just for, for the whole the, the shirt thing um, no, not really, but yeah, I, I loved him, but yeah. people like, people like Shefki and Pablo were the, the kind of culty heroes that I loved watching. How do you define a cult hero? I was going to say, do you have to be good to be a cult hero? Is it, is it damning no. with faint praise? Well, there's different definitions of a cult hero, isn't there? You're either a yeah. cult icon <laughs> amongst the fans or like you say in the, in the, yeah. In the case of like Ballant Biner or who was subbed at half time on his debut, yeah, barely played again, having celebrated a goal in pre season like a madman at South End, like all those sort of things add to a add to a cult, don't they? Or Larson Torre mm. 
chucking his shirt in the crowd at full time, not realising there was extra time to come at Doncaster and having to get his shirt back again. Those sort of things yeah. are what, what adds to a cult. Kevin Brew continually losing his dog, Jizzer, around the streets of Claydon and having to get it returned <laughs> to him. Um, that, for me, is what adds to a, a cult status of a player. But I don't know. And then you yeah, and then you talk about, like you say, the Pablos and the Shefkis and the weren't necessarily, you know, in Shefki's case, wasn't necessarily the most gifted footballer, but just ran and ran and ran. And I think if you've got an iconic goal celebration to go with it, that adds to things as well, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely mm. helps. Big time. Big time. Stewie, would you have a, a thought on a, a town cult hero? Cult hero? Um, from my time covering them... I don't know. J- Jimmy Bullard, someone like that, that came and, yeah. you know, had the, everyone was buying wigs about him at the time. And there was always some off field story about him running to the training, running to the match, abandoning his car because he was late and he didn't want to fine. And the night out in Newcastle and all stuff like that kind of probably added to, to his cult during my yeah. time covering them. Do you remember when they were producing Jimmy Bullard wigs? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Bullard mania. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, boys, there is, of course, some football to talk about. Um, I think it's happening this weekend. It's football of the digital nature. There are, there's a big, I think it's called the Quran team tournament. I'm not really sure why it's called that. Um, but something that Leighton Orient are organising, which is a huge tournament with teams from across the globe. Uh, Ipswich Town are going to be in it. I think they're playing a team from Australia away. Bit of a road trip. Um as I say, I think it's happening this weekend. I'll be speaking to the lad who's going to be representing Ipswich Town, Josh Blunden, who I'm told is, uh, is I think, something like 250th best FIFA player in the world. So he must be different gravy. Um, this is going to open up a whole new uh, a whole new set of eyes for, for me, boys, um, in terms of streaming live FIFA. I haven't played FIFA probably since about 2012. But finally, Town may have a serious chance of some silverware here. <laughs> Isn't it called the Quarantine Tournament? Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Ah, okay. The, the so, Quarantine. Do you get ah, it? Ah, I get it. I see what they've done there. I wonder why it's called the Quran. Yeah. <laughs> no no yeah. religious connotations I, uh, to this. Yeah. Okay, cool. The Quarantine Tournament. I see what they've done there. That makes a lot more sense, Hutchie. Um, so, yeah. Town, as I say, a, a chance for silverware finally. You excited? Name's on the cup already. I can feel it. It's got to be. I see... You're... um. He'll be a big deal. If you're in the top two, 300 people of FIFA players in the world, that's quite a big deal. There's kids earning millions of pounds from being eSports players now. Yeah. I was just trying to give you some, like, I've probably played a bit more, I was going to say video games. That immediately makes me sound like an old man, doesn't it? Right, yeah. yeah, but I... I've probably played. I've I've still got a, I've got a PS4. I play a little bit from time to time. So I've probably I was trying to give you a bit of terminology, wasn't I, Mark? Before just before we started doing this, you were confusing me with a lot of terms. Yeah, ask him if ask him if he scores sweaty goals or if he's if he's uh, very much against that. Just ask him that. Just just explain for for members of the KA Army like me uh, who have no idea what a sweaty goal is. What is it? I think that's just where you score like. A, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think it's where you score like a an easy goal, like a, a way that you can kind of pretty much score every time, like make the goalkeeper score off a rebound or work the ball wide and, and get a low cross in and, and scramble it home, stuff like that. 
Um, okay. I'm sure I'm sure younger listeners will uh, put me right on that. Hachi, are you, are you uh, any more up to Jen on, on FIFA than I am? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I probably play maybe once or twice a year with my brother, who does play yeah. quite a lot. Um, he wins every single time, and yeah, I'm not I'm not very good. So no, I'm probably in your boat to be honest, mate. I'm speaking, as I say, I'm speaking to Josh hopefully this afternoon. What I'm most interested in is um, who his first 11 are going to be, because I assume he has to play with Town um, and who he's actually going to put in the, in the first team. Just trying to find out uh, who they're playing, just uh, I'm scrolling Melbourne, down. Melbourne victory. Melbourne victory away, that's it. That's what it is, Melbourne victory away. Did Previous Jim Matilton manage them? There we he go. Did. The Jim Matilton derby. All right then, boys, shall we bring this to an end? Is there any, any other business to mention before we go back to our respective isolated, quarantined home offices? Can we just finish with a plea for people to, to read, still go on our website and read stuff? Because yeah. <laughs> we, we are very much judged uh, on how many people are are looking at our content by shady archant figures. And um, yeah. if there's one thing you can do in this uh, in this time is if uh, is, is just click on stuff, even if it's rubbish, just click on it. That's all I'm asking. Don't That's all we need. Read it. Just click. Just click. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. That's our plea. But stay on there for at least eight to ten seconds. <laughs> you come up, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you've got nothing to do at home all day, literally just make it a habit once or twice a day. Just go on, click on whatever stories there are on there, and then then log off again. Like Hutchie says, after ten seconds or so, you, that'd be yeah, a bit... eight, eight to ten stories done in a couple of minutes. Get them done. Absolutely, yeah. Done. Make it your contribute contribution to keeping the KMA army alive at this difficult yeah. time. And then when football does restart, hopefully you'll you'll still have a couple of reporters to uh, yeah <laughs> report on it still. <laughs> All right then, boys. Um, enjoy the rest of your day and slash week. We'll we'll try and reconvene on Monday morning for the second isolation pod. Have you got anything to say to Carry Army before we we take our leave? Uh, no other business. No other business. Okay, well, I'll just say, as usual, obviously, it's slightly um, trying times, but do still hit subscribe on your various podcast providers and, and leave us a review. It's not like you've got anything else to do at the moment. Um, and stay safe. Keep washing them hands. Uh, keep well. Uh, and we'll speak to you again on Monday. From true crime to football, Brexit to postal, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
auction at oliabim.com slash channel slash auction.